Hello, and welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. I am your host, R.T. Fleming. I'm here to help you find your next digital pick from the golden age to the present. Since I was a kid, I have been reading comics, and I have never lost my love of comic books. I try to pass on that excitement for comic books to others, always looking for that next fantastic read, or discovering an old favorite. It's Wednesday, June 8th, 2022, and this is episode 41 of the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast, and today is the second of four podcasts for the week. Yesterday's guest, Rob Taylor out of Chattanooga, talked about a program called Smash Comic for Kids, whose goal is to bring kids comics while they're in children's hospitals. Tomorrow, I'm doing a solo episode, something I haven't done in a few weeks. I cover all those Marvel comics that came out in June 1962, the same month Spider-Man made his first appearance. So I focus on those creators and characters you might not know much about but they were part of the foundation that made Marvel Comics what it is today. Rounding out the week, I travel back to the Silver Age with fellow podcaster Paul Hicks, who co-hosts the Doom Patrol podcast, and we are talking Doom Patrol 88, The Incredible Origin of the Chief from 1964. It was a blast talking with Paul, and you'll see why you need to read Silver Age Doom Patrol if you've never done so before. That brings us to today's guest, Michael Nunnally talking about his indie comic called Cedar. It's a Viking horror story with some North mythology, paranormal, a little supernatural magic thrown in. I like the reading comics so much I had to have Michael on the podcast. I hope you wanted to go out and track down the comic once you listen to him today. The comic makes for a great read, and I think we did a fantastic interview. Overall, the week has some great episodes, so please review, write the podcast, then suggest it to other comic fans, Look at the show notes and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and other social media. The more listeners who tune in, the more you might explore a new comic, help fund a Kickstarter campaign, or support an indie comic like Cedar. Now, I want to hear from you about the good and not-so-good things about the podcast, what you like, don't like, suggestions on what to cover. You're free to message me on Instagram, Twitter, or email me, fantasticcomicfan, all one word, at gmail.com. Now... On to today's podcast. Hello to the podcast today. I would like to welcome Michael Nunnally, who is with Revelation Comics, and he just put out a comic recently called Seder. I usually ask a Mike, do you Mike, Mike or Michael? Uh, hey, that guy works. Hey, so guy. Um, whatever you want to call me, it's <laughs> <works> fine. <laughs> um, how did you get started in comic books? I mean, what was your big... Wow, I'm now a comic book fan for life. What got you hooked um, growing up? Oh, what got me hooked on comics to begin with? I gotta say that's mythology. I uh, I did I did read um, a couple of comics here and there before, but uh, one day I, when I was about I want to say I was seven, I uh, went down to the comic the the corner store to buy some candy, and I was a big Norse mythology fan. And I'm walking by the spindle, and I see the mighty Thor in a comic book, and I was like, "What, dude? No way! Thor's in a comic book!" And I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> what, what era of Thor were you reading at the time? Do you remember? Uh, this was, uh, see, 1985, 86. Wow, they still had spindle racks in 85 and 86. This was in a small town uh, in Camino, California. I'm a little bit older than you. My 
my comic my comic origin go back to the mid seventies, but we won't talk about that today. <laughs> I don't remember. Don't want to remember how old I am. So you recently released released a comic book called Satan, and tell us a little bit about the comic book first. All right, all right. Um, the the story itself is essentially uh, uh, about the hubris and weakness uh, of a Viking king that uh, uh while on a raid ends up uh breaking the heart uh, uh of a of essentially a witch and um well it kind of spawns a nightmare for him so you, you've heard hell hath no fury like a woman scorn well oh, that yeah. goes doubly if it's a witch trust me <laughs> how long have you been working on this project uh it took me about a year to write the three issue uh story and this is the first issue of that of that story and when is it going to come out? How often? I know the first um, issue's out. Do you have a plan for the second one yet? Uh, we're we're looking at probably next year for really? the second for the second one. Yeah. So is this a self-contained story? Well, like I said, it's 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 a three-issue miniseries, yes, but it is, is self-contained. That, that's not, what I wanted to. It, so we, don't not, to wait, it, we don't have to wait till next year to to you know to be continued cliffhangers. Oh well, no, there, there definitely is a to be continued. Uh, like I said, it's it's part of an ongoing story, but I, I tell the story in little small story segments. Gotcha. So, I mean, you can read this and be satisfied. It's going to leave you wanting more, but it, it it's satisfying. So it takes place in the spring of 792 AD. Was there a particular reason why you picked that, you know, of all the Viking years you possibly do? Yes. In 793 AD, the Vikings raid the Church of St. Cuthbert on uh, the island of Lindisfarne and uh, that uh, basically introduced the European world to the Vikings and actually that that event is where the Seder story is going to end okay and so the the whole first couple of issues are a build-up you know the art looks very different and unique this is a guy that I believe you said is from Nigeria yes sir has he been has he done a lot of comic book stuff before Actually, he he has. Um, Seder is our eleventh comic, and he's drawn all of them. So he's a regular collaborator with you. Yes, yes, I've worked with him from the beginning. How did you meet him? Of all places, I mean, because he's you're here and he's in Nigeria. At least, right? He's English. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that uh, nicely because I know creators that we were talking off off mic about. There's creators who don't speak English but yet put together a comic book. Right. How did you meet this guy? Um, I used to own an online uh, comic book magazine called the Chico Comics page, and um, I used to interview uh, creators there and stuff, and um, I, I actually interviewed him uh, at an artist spotlight, and um, when I decided I wanted to start putting my own comics together, I hit him up. We, um, we mostly communicate through uh, social media, though. So this the comic is available in print and digital, correct? Uh, no, it is not available in print yet. Um, the only people that have printed copies are patrons. Gotcha. Okay. But that di the digital copy is available for two ninety nine. Yeah, I see. You Both. know, they can go to Amazon and a couple other places, and I'll have those links in the uh, yeah, show yeah. notes. How is it like to work with like Amazon? as far as being a digital only publication i don't get a whole lot of comic book traffic on amazon to tell you the truth most uh, most people that get on kindle do that because they want to read novels not comics and so really sales are fairly low there so where do you uh, get your big sales from uh mostly from uh, the wicked site okay there uh the wicked publishing site that's where we we do have printed and digital comics available there but uh, yeah, it's mostly mostly there. Um, I get I do get some traffic, of course, on Global Comics as well. 
Um, you can actually check out the first 10 pages of Seder on Global Comics for free if you want to check it out before you buy it. That link will also be in the uh, show notes because, yeah, does he also do the coloring? Or yes, just- he, the whole whole bit. And and just so you know his process, in Nigeria, the power grid is horrible. It goes out there all the time. And so he has to actually hand draw this stuff and then scan it into the computer and then he colors it. That must take him forever because he- <laughs> It does take a little bit longer. Yes, it does. But I mean, I'm, I'm really happy with his work. I, I feel like he defines the look of Omen Comics and Revelation Comics. Tell the uh, listeners the difference between Revelation and Omen Comics, a little bit of background on those. Okay. Um, Omen Comics is what I started with. It's essentially, uh, it, there's going to be six titles all together, and it's all going to be in an interconnected universe. Whereas Revelation Comics, we started because both Steve and Tosin and I all had stories that we wanted to tell outside of the Omenverse, and, and we needed a place to do that. And that's what Revelation Comics is for. You know, because I keep looking at the art, it's actually, it syncs very well by having him be both the colorist and the artist. I mean, it really flows together. It, you uh, know, it, it doesn't look disjointed or out of whack or nothing. Really good art. Thank you. Thank you. I, he's going to love that you said that. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, it really is good. Um, and I like the script and the story. So do you give uh, him a full script or do you, how, do you, how does that work between the two of you with the creative process? I have to give, because I have, because the letterer lives in Argentina and the artist lives in Nigeria and we can really only communicate through social media, I have to be really detailed in my scripts. So, well, I get, and and for the record, Tosin always seems to find a way to improve on what I have. Oh, that's (laughs) cool. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like I'll write out very detailed. This is what I want in the in the panel. This is what I wanted to say. This is, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then he kind of takes that and does for the most part he does what I wrote wrote down. Uh but he he always manages to make it just a little bit better. He takes it one step farther or something, you know. It's 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 awesome. And you just said Guido, right? Yeah, Guido Martinez. And he does the lettering. Yes. Sir. Um how long have you worked with Guido? I've worked with him since uh, White Druid and Michael Nero, number one, uh, very first Omen comic. You know, that's kind of cool that you actually have a structure where you have one person in Nigeria, one in Argentina, you're in the United States, and yet you can produce a comic book that looks high quality with an interesting story and an art that would stand out among other creations. It's just a very unique style. Yeah, I appreciate that. You got me right in the feels with that one. Uh, I was appreciated. Well, I try to cover... There's so many comic book companies out there and there's so many people trying to put out great comic books. It's hard to stand out. But I believe we live, we were living in this like golden age of comic books when there's so many genres and artists and writers just willing to get the spotlight, waiting to get that notice to be something different. Uh, how, how do you promote these comics overall? I know you do uh, some social media. I mean, is there something that really? Uh, no, primarily it's just, it's just on social media. Uh, I, with, with, and mostly with just Twitter and, and Facebook. So you don't even do much on Instagram? Um, well, uh, I don't know if, I, a lot of people don't know this apparently, but, uh, you have to have a cell phone to use Instagram. Uh, it's a real pain in the butt to do it on your computer and I don't have one, so I can't use Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's kind of crazy. I did not know that. Number one is out now. Correct. And you said you have a Kickstarter coming out also, is that correct? Yes, I do. And what's that one? Yes. Briefly, I'm just kind of curious. Okay, um, it's coming out in August. It's an East meets West uh, martial arts fantasy comic with superheroes. Follows uh, inspired by uh, the Shaolin monks and uh, a little bit of Karate Kid. And you're writing uh, this. 
Yes. Okay, hold on a second here. How can a man like you write for so many different genres and different types? Because a lot of writers go, well, this is my niche and this right. is what I write. And you're like, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I think it's because my tastes are so eclectic. I, I, I watch all kinds of movies. I read all kinds of books. Uh, I don't I, I don't just stick to one particular thing. And so it, it, gives, it inspires me to do all kinds of different stories. So you're kind of a think outside the box kind of writer and creator. Yeah, you could say that. Gotcha. I definitely, I definitely try to try to take my own uh, take my own approach to things. And I think I think actually, honestly, this Seder is a Viking horror comic. But I think what makes it what really makes it interesting is that it has it's influenced by Greek tragedy. You know, and it's a bit, it's a little Shakespearean even with uh, with the hubristic king. You know that kind of thing. Uh, uh, I. I I, I feel like it makes it a unique, even among Viking stories. Truthfully, not very many people do Viking at all, obviously, outside of like major Thor stuff. But this is actually, it actually draws you into the story. Even somebody that's, you know, for, just for a story story, it really does draw you in. And, and look, there's actually lots of captions in here too, which is unusual in, in today's comic books. The, I, I, did, I did choose to, to, to use Naren. Uh, the, the I broke it up. The story's broken up. It starts out with a, with a, with a trial, and uh, the, it's the king, the king, and uh, telling the story of of what happened. And so the first por first half of the book is all like narration uh, and the trial there. So that's why you get all the captions. What age group would you consider this comic book for? I'm gonna Obviously say not, a, not for your ten year old, but no, I. I well, honestly, I'm not sure I'm a great judge for this. I've been watching horror since I was like seven years old. <laughs> um, but I would say, I, I'd say for a very concerned parent, maybe 17 plus. Yeah. But you don't do violence just to do violence. It actually fits in what you're doing with the storyline. You don't just have, oh, look, there's people getting bloodied up. It actually fits into the overall narrative. And that, uh. it's not gratuitous is what I'm actually getting at. Um, right. So this is 32 pages. So it's going to be about almost 100 pages when it's all done, right? Uh, probably close to that. Yeah. Does the story actually, I know you can't give it away, but does the story maybe actually continue in another format sometime? I mean, another story based on the same characters or like it going to be a done in one saga? It's a done in one saga. Ah, I say that because I really, these are good characters and they're very unique and interesting. You did a lot of homework on this too, didn't you? Uh, well, I'm Swedish, so I cheated. <laughs> no fair. <laughs> but yes, uh, I, I, I know I'm really into Norse mythology and uh, I was really inspired even by the, the Viking show and uh, I just like the whole warrior culture and all of that. And uh, so I just kind of threw it all into the book. Overall, it's a great comic book, but what would, be, what would you, what would be the hooker for somebody that's new to this comic book? What would be the hook to say, you got to try this out? This is awesome. I mean, I've looked at it and I know it's awesome, but what would be your hook? There's a lot of Viking content out there right now, uh, between movies and books and comics and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't see that uh, many comics often. But I don't read a whole lot of comics. I know there's Viking in the TV and the and the books. Like I said, call me the village idiot, but I didn't realize there's a whole lot of Viking comic books out there. There's there's at least three or four that I can think of right now. Ah, 
Okay, uh, how does yours stand out then? Well, um, I don't know any of them that combine mythology and the paranormal like I do. The the paranormal in this is is a big hook in this thing. Is it's it's part of the main crust of the story, and I think that makes it stand apart from the average. You know, uh, we're we're gonna go raid and kill people kind of a thing. Um, before we wrap this up, do you have any parting words? Uh, well, uh, just for, for anybody that's, uh, listening, if, if you need help with anything, if you, if you need retweets online, if you need, uh, if you need any, uh, advice, uh, if there's anything I can do to help you out, hit me up and I will do what I can. That's right. Because you also, um, as a side thing, you also run a, a podcast where you actually promote new creators. Is that correct? That's correct. We do once a month creator spotlights. And name that podcast, which would also be a show link. Omen Revelations podcast. Awesome. Okay. Once again, is there anything else you want to add before you wrap this up today, Mike? Uh, just thanks for having me on, man. I had no. a really fun time. Good. I would like to have you on again to talk more comics, other things. And when you get that Kickstarter going, we're going to have a blast talking about that. Love to, man. All right. Thanks again. All right. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.